Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Happy Monday to y'all. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute as I pour myself another cup of coffee and uh, enjoy this awesome view that I have. I'm actually dog sitting for some friends of ours that we go to church with and uh, they live here in downtown Waxahachie, like literally in the historic district. So uh, I've had to stay over here a few nights and man, I am just enjoying the, the cool personality and such of the house. But anyhow, that's me getting off topic. Uh, maybe because I haven't had enough coffee, but all right, I had some other material that I was that that I lined up that I was going to present to y'all. Uh, namely, I was going to talk about uh, Dirk and Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade, uh, and their pending retirements uh, from the sport of basketball. Two legends, um, but I, I feel like I've got to get this one out to you guys. Let's talk about Tiger Woods. I mean, I mean, we're going to talk Tiger Woods. Um, Honestly, kind of don't know what I'm going to say about Tiger Woods. I guess I'm just going to ramble. And uh, I think this would be a cool one for everyone to chime in and phone in on because I've got some thoughts about uh, what happened yesterday and what didn't happen yesterday and how people feel and don't feel about it. And so here we go. I'm just going to shotgun it. Uh, If any of you noticed, and by the way, my wife told me yesterday that there was a bunch of people putting Tiger wins and changing their Facebook banners and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, he hasn't won. I was like, we had come back from church. I was like, he hasn't won yet. Like the rounds are going to start this afternoon and we're going to catch it and we're going to watch them. Well, lo and behold, they had that severe weather that they looked like it was going to come through. So it sounded like they moved tee times up and they combined groups and everything. So no, by the time we got back from church, he really had one. And I was like, oh man, uh, I thought that it was people putting those banners up kind of as a sign of support, hoping that he won, but indeed he did win. Um, anyhow, here's what I wanted to, I, I guess what I wanted to throw out about Tiger. Um, I, I have found it interesting, the the Tiger phenomena. Um, you know, like he's gone through a lot and he's had a lot of personal things going on in his life and, and his game, I mean, 10 years, I think it was between him winning his last masters in this one, or maybe it was even a major. I don't know. Those of you into stats can correct me there. But like, where was everybody when he wasn't winning? Now, I know some of you guys tuning in are going to be like, man, I'm a diehard golf fan. Like I've been with Tiger the whole time. Like I've been supporting him. Like, but I mean, let's face it. The amount of people supporting him right now aren't the amount of people that were with him when he wasn't winning. They were with somebody else. They were cheering somebody else. They were not really paying a whole lot of attention to him. Maybe some people had written him off um, and were no longer fans of his, but they're back, right? And so application for us with this point to me is you've just got to do the business, this is going to happen. This happens to, it's fine. I mean, it happened to Tiger Woods. It would happen to anybody in a position like his and, and scaling it down to even where we are in our lives. I mean, folks, when it's sunny and the weather's nice outside, I mean, everybody's cool with it, right? Everybody loves it. Everybody is in, everybody's on your side. Everybody is supportive. Everybody wants a piece it feels good. We all feel good. We all feel great. The thing that's awesome to me about Tiger's return back to the top of the sport is that 
He went through a very tumultuous period. Now, listen, whether you agree with it morally, whether you like the guy, whether you don't like the guy, I'm just speaking objectively here. Let's face it. He was in the cellar. Okay. He was rock bottom. He had to start building all over again. I know that muscle memory was still there. I know that he still had enjoyed success beforehand and like all of those things were still there. They didn't go anywhere. But he really had to kind of find himself. He had to find his golf swing again. He had to find himself back to being able to seal the deal and win a major, like be in contention at the end there. There were some rounds where he gave it away, right? So like, and he did this all in pretty much virtual anonymity, right? Like he did this all um, with maybe a couple of people around him that kind of never left him. But for the most part, I mean, he was abandoned by a lot of people in his journey onto the practice greens and, and working on his swing and, and exercising his demons and, you know, slowly making progress that only he could probably see, you know, and, and sure, like I, I'm thinking of the scene. I think I did a, an episode, Tiger's Back or Izzy or whatever, kind of that one scene where, um, he had all those people following him. I remember I, I had never seen anything like it in golf where it was like, they couldn't keep people off of them. They had to get police officers because like the tiger frenzy was just ramping back up and everybody was tiger, you know, on Tiger's side again. But I mean, sure, like the media is going to do a good job of saying, hey, guys, y'all need to be paying attention. Like we think Tiger's back. And, you know, all of a sudden, like there's more attention paid to him. But like even before that happened, he was on his own. People left him for dead. Jump over to some other guy that you like, some other golfer. Right. Um, and so, man, I, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, kudos to Tiger. Like I applaud that. The, the fact that he, he had, look, he had to believe in himself. Tiger had to believe that Tiger could be the Tiger of old. Tiger had to believe that Tiger could be successful again in a major. He, he had to, he had to believe that. Right. Um, so that, that's, that, that's point number one, watching this thing. You know, um, I think point number two, just kind of as I'm shotgunning, by the way, I'm just, I'm just thinking about stuff and I'm just throwing it out to you guys. I got no notes. I mean, I'm staring out a window right now, but here's point number two. I, I thought it was interesting as they interviewed him, you know, they were like, what was it like playing out there? Like, what did you want to do? What did you want to accomplish? He had goals of just like slowing himself down. He had goals of just like staying focused. Um, he... Like he knew the position he was in. And of course they were talking about Sunday, kind of the, the last round, right? So he knew where he was in relation to his competition and everything, but but he wanted to make sure that he slowed himself down because the tendency is for us to speed up. The tendency is for us to get excited. The tendency is for us to uh, overreach, right? To get overzealous, to, to make bad decisions. And so he was talking about, look, I, I just, I needed to make sure that like I slowed myself down. I needed to make sure that I stayed patient. Now you tell me, I mean, for those of us that have been in that position, how difficult is that to do, right? When the cameras are on you, the lights are flashing, there's kind of this crescendo, you know what's going on here. Here's another interesting thing that I think uh, he was aware of. He was aware of the leaderboards. Now, 
you know, I've heard in many interviews, some people didn't don't know what's going on with the leaderboards and, and you know, they're just kind of playing their own round and they have no idea what's going on on the other sides of the golf course with other golfers, where they stand in relation to the leaderboard. Are they at the top? Did they just slip down and lose a stroke or two or whatever? I mean, Tiger was aware of that. I think that this is this is part of the Tiger phenomena. To me, he, he, he can't escape that. I think Tiger had to make peace with the fact that, listen, people are going to let you know whether you're winning or you're losing. J- j- not because they're going to come and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, Tiger, you're up one or you're down two or whatever, but because he's Tiger Woods. And so he's got all these people following him that just their body language is just going to let him know you're getting close. You're actually winning. You're actually behind now, whatever, right? And so I think it's kind of neat that he says he enjoyed it. He says he enjoyed watching the leaderboard and watching it flip-flop and and seeing him take the lead and then another guy making a run and then, you know, two shots swing on one hole. He was talking about this, that, and the other. He he knew he wasn't going to be able to get away from watching the leaderboard. And so in a way, he kind of, I I think, made up his mind, I'm going to use this to my advantage I'm going to have fun with this and I'm going to leave, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end the, the podcast, this episode with this, the, the third and final thing that I want to leave with. It looks like he was having a good time. It looks like Tiger was having a good time. It looks like Tiger was relaxed. Um, it looks like Tiger was not only playing the golf course well, not only being patient, not only staying focused, it looks like he was taking in a lot of the things around him that were going on. He says he's going to get back to work. He, you know, everybody's obviously expecting him to win more majors, like Tiger's back, let's go, let's get go after Jack Nicholas's record of majors, like, but... I think that Tiger understands that this might be the last one. There may not be another one after this. Who knows? He He's going to get back to the process. He's going to get back to playing golf again, get back to practicing, get back to being better because he knows he could have played better, I'm sure. Like these champions, these greats, one of the greatest golfers of all time, they didn't get there because they said, well, I obviously did a good enough job. I mean, he did only win by one stroke. But he's not naive enough to think to himself, okay, there'll be another one coming. Like, I feel like he really like, you know, wrung the towel dry of the experience that he had at this masters. And you can tell, right? Not in the moments where he had to be intensely focused and you could look at him and he's stoic and he's showing no emotion, but where in the, in the points where he was able to let it out, namely when he hit that putt at the end and just lets all that emotion out. But, but to me, he was watching. He's taking it all in. He's taking in the experience. And, you know, um, there was another event that happened yesterday. For those of you that tune in that are into cycling or not, one of the biggest bike races in the world, it's a one-day bike race. So many know the Tour de France, but it's called Paris-Roubaix. And it's a huge bike race in France. And it it runs over some cobbles, uh, cobblestones, which are really rough. And it's just an iconic race. Many many people say that the hardest race that, that you can do right? I mean, these guys are literally collapsing in the showers after they're done riding this thing. They're just so beat up. And the guy that won, a guy named Philippe Gilbert, 
Sim, kind of similar, um, you know, getting towards the end of his career, everybody knows, I mean, you know, these guys are all a certain age and everybody's like, well, you can't do this forever, but similar. I mean, and this is a guy, by the way, I follow on social media, you know, uh, actually I was going to name, if we had another son, I was, I was pledging for Philippe to be, you know, our other son's name. We didn't have another son. My middle name, my, my middle son's name, by the way, is Cadell. For those of you that follow cycling after Cadell Evans and she thumbs up that one. And that was awesome. Uh, but I never got around to having a Philippe. But anyhow, I digress again, but this Philippe Gilbert, I follow him on social media and so lighthearted having such a good time, playful, joyful, understanding all of these moments and how they all come together and not taking any of them for granted. And then, and then you watch him race his bike and you watch Tiger play golf and you watch these guys are so loose, right? They, they, it, it's like, for, for those of you that are youngsters listening to this and those of you that are young in your careers, don't take yourself so seriously. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like, Watch these older folks, like watch these older, you know, people that are in your, your area where you want to be successful and watch how chill they are with their disposition because they might realize that, you know what? I was taking things too seriously early on and I need to, I need to back off and relax a little bit. And it's amazing when we do that and we back off a little bit, it's amazing how our performance actually, like, like our performances actually get better. And it's not, it's not because we are better. Maybe we are better fractionally, right? I mean, sure, you can continue to get stronger, you can continue to get faster, but that, that's, that's fractions, right? Um, what, what, what makes us better is our mindset and our attitude and the fact that we're relaxed and the fact that we're more aware and the fact that we're more mindful. That's what makes its way into performance. So anyhow, yeah, Tiger Woods did it. Five masters, uh, Philippe Gilbert, um, yeah, like one, another monument. He's won five monuments now uh, in cycling. He's won five of the, of the ones that they call monuments. He's got one left to go, Milan San Remo. Again, somebody was like, man, there's tremendous pressure on Philippe now. Like everyone's looking for him to win that one because if he wins it, he's literally won all of the monuments. And he said he wants to win it, but I said, you know what? There's really no pressure on him for the expectation. Just like there's no pressure on Tiger to win the next one. Like pressure is an outside job. So the pressure is going to be coming from the media on both of these guys. Sure, like when's the next one coming? Let's go. But we understand, hopefully, if we've been listening to this podcast at least long enough, that, that these guys can only allow pressure in. Like that's the only way it's going to make its way in is if they allow it to come in. And so hopefully these guys do a good job of deflecting that and not accepting that pressure and kicking it out and staying loose and relaxed with a calm disposition. All right, folks, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. What are your thoughts on Tiger? I didn't touch on the people that like him. I didn't touch on the people that hate him. I didn't touch on the people that were cheering. I didn't touch on the people that were disappointed that he won or happy that he won. I mean, where are you with all of this? Do you even care? You're just going to skip over this episode. If you, you know, listen to this and you're not even a golf person or you don't even care, I appreciate you. I appreciate the audience we've been able to build up here. And uh, I am thankful the, for my tribe. I'm thankful for all of us that come together and all of us that are here to help build each other up, to commit ourselves to mastery, to commit ourselves to being the more consistent, best version of ourselves. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time.